Portions of KDKR programming do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or staff. Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. Well, the employee retention credit and the IRS mess. Today, we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for Prudent Money. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thanks so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. Listen, if you need a question answered, you can always go to the website, and there's a couple ways to get information. The first is that you can uh, send an email in, and we'll get that email answered for you. But sometimes it goes a little bit beyond an email, and... um, we uh, have a way to, you, what you can, you can do is sign up for a, a short phone call. And we, I have some available times, <clears throat> excuse me, I have some available times on the website. And uh, we'll schedule up a phone conference and I can help you that way. So there's lots of ways to get information. There's no cost, no obligation to it. And I uh, just want to make sure that you have a good resource. So that's all at prudentmoney.com. And uh, let's see here. Today we're supposed to be talking to Dan Pilla. Uh, okay, he's calling in, so we'll we'll be uh, we'll be good. And I'll talk a little bit about uh, what's going on with the IRS. He always uh, this this particular topic today came from an article that he wrote uh, to the uh, National Re- in the National Review. And it's about one of those COVID government handouts that the IRS put together and uh, it's kind of spiraled out of control and uh, it's a situation where there's uh, a lot of fraud going on that kind of stuff I mean that's not not a big surprise we're going to be talking about that and also talking a little bit about what to do with the IRS from the standpoint if you've got a problem and uh, they're very late in responding to information, but uh, Dan's with us uh, right now. Right. Hey, Dan, what's going on? I'm well, Bob. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. I was just talking a little bit about what uh, you and I were going to be chatting about today, and you know, I was thinking about COVID and that that the shutdown and everybody staying at home. Boy, that seems like about 20 years ago, <laughs> doesn't it? Well, well, it do- well it does, and. Uh... <laughs> And, and as far as the IRS is concerned, it's about 20 years ago also, because they, they are really returning to business as usual in a number of ways, not the least of which, Bob, is they recently announced that their collection notices are going to start going out again. You know, they suspended the issuance of collection notices. I didn't know about that. July, yeah, it was about July of 2020. They stopped sending them out. They stopped doing face-to-face audits. They stopped doing a lot of things in July of 2020, and that just kind of chugged along. But now they've announced that the notices are coming out again. So if you're in a situation where you've got a tax liability that's been hanging out there and you haven't heard from the IRS, well, that's been a good thing up to this point, but it's not going to continue. Wow. That, yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't realize that they had stopped a lot of that and, and of course, going to be cranking, cranking back up. You know, what's, what's interesting, and this comes from the, uh, an article that you wrote in the National Review about the employee retention credit 
And, you know, it's interesting that the IRS is just now, maybe you can explain why that's the case, but just now kind of dealing with that and seeing that, hey, we've been giving out this free money and there's actually fraud occurring. I mean, who would, what a surprise, right? Yeah, who, who would have ever thought, Bob, that there would be fraud associated with free government money? Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there was... Excuse there, the there, shock there, look on my face. Yeah, I, I could knock you over with a feather, I'm sure. <laughs> but but we've you know we've we've got a situation here where where literally trillions of dollars went out through various COVID various COVID relief programs about what nine or ten trillion dollars, and a couple of trillion of that was administered directly by the IRS in a number of different programs, and one of them was the employee retention credit, and the employee retention credit was intended to give money to businesses that kept their workers on the payroll whether or not they were working kept their their employer their employees on the payroll through the covid shutdown orders of the uh, of 2020 and 2021 and this credit this was i mean bob it's free money it's like it's like the employees it's it's like the earned income tax credit that's available for employees well this is a re- employee retention credit available to employers and they would get a portion of their employment tax payments back. So the Social Security matching payments that they paid on employees and the unemployment compensation they paid on employees, they get this money back, Bob. And so this is a a big deal, and and hundreds of billions of dollars went out to businesses all across the country. Roughly 4 million businesses so far have gotten refunds on this employee retention credit. And, And along about last summer, the IRS realized, well, wait a minute. There, there appears to be a lot of fraud in connection with this thing. We got to take another look at this. And so, starting in September of 2023, they actually shut down the processing of all employee retention credit claims. They stopped processing them. Now, that doesn't mean they aren't going to continue to process them, but they have remained stopped since September. I have gotten no word that they have uh, that they've started again processing the claims. But the processing period has been doubled. All right. So what used to take nine uh, 90 days to get your claim processed is now going to take at least twice that long and maybe more because the IRS is looking very, very carefully at these claims. Not only that, Bob, in uh, mid-December, the IRS sent out 20,000 letters to businesses declaring that those businesses were not eligible for the employee retention credit that they did claim. So the IRS is getting very, very uh, anxious here, shall we say. I use the word panic over this employee retention credit because there's there's so much fraud involved. And so there's millions of companies out there. Well, not millions. Well, yeah, there's millions of companies out there that, that, have, that have claimed this credit uh, that the IRS may be looking into. Well, you know, of course, you and I were just joking about the shock look and all that, but at the same time, wouldn't you think that was going to happen? Well, I don't know. Of course, I mean, there's nothing that surprised me about it. When, when you know, one of the things that I wrote in my article on National Review is, what did they think was going to happen? Right, you know, right. every 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 time you have a program. Well, let me put it to you this way. The earned income tax credit has been on the books for, I don't know, 40 years, 40, 50 years maybe. It's a credit that's available to citizens that fall into certain low-income categories. And uh, if, you're, if your income is below a certain amount and you have a certain number of kids, you can get this credit back from the government. And it's a refundable credit, meaning that you get back more money 
from the government than you paid in in the first place. It's a welfare program administered through the federal income tax. That's what it is. The employee retention credit's exactly the same thing. It's a corporate welfare program administered through the income tax. The employee retention credit, Bob, is the number one source of fraud in the Internal Revenue Service that there is. You know, the IRS runs around saying, oh, all these high-income earners are not paying their taxes, and, you know, we got to change. Yeah, okay, fine. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's cheating going on with high-income earners. Why wouldn't there be? Uh, but the fact of the matter is the greatest source of fraud in the tax system is and has been the employee retention credit, and that's been the case for decades. The, uh, the uh, uh, Government Accountability Office, the GAO, has put the Earned Income Tax Credit Program on uh, what, what, the, what the GAO calls its high-risk government program list. In other words, it's, a, it's, a, it's at high risk of fraud by its very nature, and it's responsible for the largest component of tax audits in the tax system, and that's been the case for years, for, for decades, really, because it's free money. And so it creates an incentive for these people to create a fraudulent tax return to get back free money from the government. Yeah, and of course, you've, you've got all these very aggressive marketers. I remember hearing some of the commercials over the radio and uh, just really taking advantage of the, the uh, situation. Yeah, that's exactly right, and that's what the IRS is concerned about. They're concerned about businesses that used marketing organizations to to file their employee retention credit claim as opposed to tax professionals. Now, the employee retention credit is a very technical, uh, highly complicated area of the tax law. This is another problem with it, Bob, is it was so complicated to begin with, and then it went through three different changes and then the, a fourth piece of legislation repealed it and repealed it retroactively, Bob. So, <laughs> so it wasn't enough to change the law three times. They had to repeal it and then repeal it retroactively. Well, all of these complications create a situation where, you know, marketing guys, maybe they can figure that out. Probably they can't. It requires a tax professional with experience in this area to go through and parse the law and all the changes in the law to sort out whether a particular business qualifies or not. And one of the things we're seeing with these with these uh, marketing companies is they they didn't they didn't do that. They just what they did is they just they scared up a bunch of businesses. And when I scare, would say scared up, I mean they went out and beat the bushes to generate a whole bunch of leads for these businesses to claim their employee retention credit on the idea that the marketing company was going to get a uh, uh, going to get a uh, commission for for the you know based on the refund that they got back for the company. So now I'm assuming that uh, once they they start to get this under control that this increases the uh, potential for audits. Oh, no doubt about it. The, the uh, potential fraud has already been increased. So if you've made an employee retention credit claim already, uh, then I think it's very advisable for you to have that claim reviewed by a tax professional who knows what they're doing. Uh, if you've already gotten money back from the IRS, it doesn't mean that the case is closed. Uh, the, the, one of the things that Congress did, Bob, is they extended the assessment statute of limitations, which is normally three years on a tax return. They extended it to five years for employee retention credit claims. So the IRS has got five years from the date you file your refund claim in order to uh, in order to uh, claim in order to audit that tax return so you know you're, you're not out of the woods just because you got the money now the IRS did two things here recently that people need to know about 
Uh, number one is they created a withdrawal program. In other words, they, 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 they have given you the opportunity as a business to withdraw your claim if you haven't gotten your money back. So you make a claim for a refund, but you haven't gotten the money back. You can withdraw that claim for a refund, and the IRS will take the position that there's no harm, no foul. Okay, so basically it just goes away. The other thing they've done is for people who've gotten their money back, they've offered a what they call a voluntary disclosure program where you can come in and say, "Look, guys, we got some earned we, we got some employee retention credit money back. We weren't uh, we weren't authorized to get it. It was an erroneous claim. We'll pay you the money back." And the IRS will take 80% of the refund back in payment. So if you got 100 grand, you pay the IRS 80 grand, they take that money and they and they uh they forgive the balance of the 20% and they waive any interest and penalties on the money. Now, the only way you should take advantage of these programs, Bob, is if you know you made a claim that's not accurate, right? If you file the claim that's accurate and that you know you're entitled to, you shouldn't back off the claim. You're entitled to get that money back, and you will get it back. It might just take some time. And don't be afraid of an audit if you are sure that your claim is correct. But if you're sure the claim is not correct, you should consider either withdrawing it or using the voluntary compliance program. Okay, this next question is either a Captain Obvious answer or maybe the dumbest question I've ever asked on the radio. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's take a step in towards the conspiracy theorist in all of us. Do okay. you think that this was done this way because it was going to produce more audits? I, I don't think so, Bob. I, I, think, I, think it was a, I think it was a way for the government to pump uh, you know, so many trillions of dollars. Look, at they were panicking. Uh, what I saw going on in Congress all through 2020 and, in, and all through 2021 and into 2022 was much like what was happening in Congress in the 1930s, the mid to late 1930s, mm, right. when America was mired in the Great Depression. They were trying everything and anything, Bob, and anybody that came up with an idea, they'd just throw something at the wall and see if it would stick, and, you know, what should we try next? What will help next? Let's. How about if we do this? They were just literally, Bob, they were making the stuff up as a as they went along, and, and, and what happened is, I, I think they very quickly realized that they never should have issued those shutdown orders, and rather than lifting the shutdown orders sooner than later, they stuck by the shutdown orders, and they said, okay, now what are we going to do with half of America sitting at home and not producing anything? What are we going to do now? Well, I guess we got to start giving away money. What they should have done is reverse the shutdown orders, but they didn't do that. Instead, they gave away almost $10 trillion worth of money. Mm, mm. So talk a little bit about what happens if uh, you do have an auditor come knocking on your door and you ended up realizing that you'd gone to one of these aggressive marketing companies and what you thought was was the uh, ability to do this just wasn't. Well, let, let's talk about the companies that haven't gotten the refund, right? If, if, you're, if your claim is being audited, right, the IRS is not giving you the money back, but they've, they've notified you that they're going to audit your claim. You still have the opportunity to withdraw that claim. Even though an auditor has been assigned to the case, 
If you have not gotten your money back, you have the opportunity to withdraw the claim. And again, it's a no harm, no foul situation. Even if you did get a check back, Bob, but you didn't negotiate the check. In other words, you haven't put it in the bank account yet. It's just sitting there. You can withdraw your claim. All you got to do is return the check. You got to just write void on the check and send it back. Uh, and, and, and again, it'll be a no harm, no foul situation. But I want to stress for our listeners here that you don't want to do that unless you're sure that your claim is inaccurate. If your claim is accurate, don't be afraid of an audit. Because what you need to understand is, is, is that auditors don't necessarily know for sure whether there's a mistake in your tax return or not until they look at all the records. Well, if you had a tax pro go through all your employment records and made the determination that you are entitled to this credit and you're certain that that claim is correct, I would not withdraw the claim. But if you have doubts, have your claim looked at, have your situation reevaluated by somebody who knows what they're doing. But if you're certain that the claim is wrong, then you consider withdrawing it. If you already got the money back, now, again, you've got that voluntary disclosure option where you can uh, opt to pay 80% back, 80% of what you received from the IRS, you can pay back in exchange for a waiver of the balance of the 20% and waiver of penalties and interest. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. Talking to IRS expert Dan Pill about the employee retention credit and what's going on with the IRS is uh, trying to straighten all that out. You can also get more information on Dan at TaxHelpOnline.com. He's got all of his books and resources there, and uh, very easy to follow, very easy to uh, understand. And I know it's helped many, many, many people out and with the IRS issues. You know, what's interesting about this is that you've got people in, you know, there's, there, uh, when it comes to, to uh, taxes and IRS and that type of thing, you just want to delegate it. You want to give it to somebody. And how does the IRS differentiate between the guy who just got, got suckered into a situation that he, he didn't see coming and then the guy who's intentionally trying to rip the IRS off? Oh, that, that's a good question, Bob, and, and there is a remarkable difference. It's the difference between tripping over your dog and <laughs> kicking the dog, right? right? Even a dog distinguishes between, between being tripped over and being kicked. And, 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 that's, and that's, re, that's really the analogy here that I think is very, very apt. When you do something, when, when you make a deliberate attempt to evade or defeat the payment of your taxes, by deliberately filing a tax return that you know is false as to a material matter in that return. That's a felony offense, right? That, that's a crime that the IRS will prosecute. And in connection with the employee retention credit, as long as we're on that string, if the IRS, can, the IRS has opened up a number of criminal investigations, particularly on some of these marketing firms, but also on taxpayers as well, if they can prove that you knew that claim was false when you made it, then, then there's a potential for a criminal prosecution there. Now, on the other hand, the IRS recognizes. Now, they've issued, I think, a total of about four news releases now, Bob, between, I think it's been started in July of 2023, all the way through December 20th, my birthday of 2023. Four different news releases talking about these potentially erroneous employee retention credits. And in every single one of the news releases, the IRS makes the statement that the vast majority of businesses that are filing these claims are doing so 
through ignorance, that it's not their fault, that they don't understand the complicated terms of the credit, and they're relying on these sophisticated marketing companies to sucker them into filing these claims they're not entitled to, to file. So the IRS knows darn well, Bob, that businesses have been suckered. And as a matter of fact, if you look at the terms of, the, of both the withdrawal program and the voluntary disclosure program, both of them use these phrases over and over again that honest business people were suckered into making these claims, and we need to, this is their words, not mine, we need to make a way out for these businesses, and that's what they're doing. So it's a good question that you ask, and it's important to understand that the IRS does clearly recognize the difference between a deliberately false claim and one that was induced by, by bogus marketing. You know what's interesting, the uh, commissioner talks a lot about in his press releases in your article by seeking out the help of a trusted CPA, and it got me to thinking, you know, couldn't you get the same result with a CPA who's just trying to bill billable hours? You gotta, you gotta be careful. Well, it, for, you know, it's, cer- it's certainly possible, Bob. Look, at there's corrupt people in every industry. We sure. know that. Uh, I mean, not just corrupt people, but incompetent people. Every single industry has them. It, it just doesn't make any difference where you, where you go. I, I, the, the fact of the matter is, you, is you got to find a trusted tax pro that knows about the employee retention credit that's got experience with this credit, and, and you know, and you got to ask some questions. This is one of the things. Listen, I wrote an article about the employee retention credit in in it was it was May of 2020 when the thing first came out. I could have been. I'm not saying. I was, but I could have been the very first guy out there that did anything on the employee retention credit in terms of in terms of uh, publicizing it and explain how it worked. But I I never foresaw. I never foresaw, Bob, the explosion of marketing companies that came along, you know, by the end of 2020. They, they were just everywhere. Businesses were getting letters. They were getting phone calls. Uh, you know, you saw it on the Internet. You saw it on TV. You, you couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting somebody somewhere that said, you know, I know about this employee retention credit. Well, how do you know about it? How did you learn about it? If you're, if you're a marketing person, you've got no experience in, 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 in tax law and tax law application and tax law research, and you're going to tell me you're going to you're going to sort your way through this, weave your way through this complicated tax credit. You got to find somebody who's got some experience with these complicated things. Yeah, you know, I remember hearing some of those commercials, just just wondering because they were they were so appealing, easy way to yeah, get oh money, yeah. and, and everybody knows that the government was was just shelling out money right and left. And it's kind of one of those things. Well, should should not be participating in this, and so you, it'd be so easy to get suckered into that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no question about it. Absolutely. And why wouldn't you get suckered into it? it it's just you know, as as I said, it's just it was so easy to 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 talk with one of these marketing professionals, and and they'd say, you know, send me this and send me that, and we'll figure out how much money you can get back. And these refunds, Bob, are six figures for a lot of businesses, mm. and for some businesses, they're seven figures. This really? is huge, huge money that was coming back to to some of these clients, and so it it was. I'm telling you, it was very, very hard to resist. If you've got some marketing guy that's telling you, Bob, all we got to do is amend your tax returns and you're going to get $650,000 back from the government and it's free money. How do you resist? Really? Tell me where to sign up for that, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Once again, uh, Dan's website is taxhelponline.com and I've got a lot of great resources there, a lot of books. How, how many books are you up to now? 
I've written a total of 15 books, Bob, 14 of them on, on uh, tax policy, administration, taxpayers' rights, issues, and IRS problems resolution. Dan, as always, thanks for coming on the program. We'll talk to you next month. Hey, it's my pleasure, Bob. Thanks for having me. This is Bob Brooks, Brooks. and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, You know, I do appreciate it. Uh, Dan, it's such a blessing to have him come in and and talk to us and let us know what's going on on a monthly basis. I've known Dan for a very long time. And one of the things that, that I want to mention about his books and a lot of the resources he's put together he puts that together in, in a way to where you can understand it and it makes sense. And I know that you're probably thinking, a book on taxes, I can't imagine that would make sense. But I've, I've, I've looked through a lot of his material, and it's, it's outlined in an incredible way to where you can understand it. So taxhelponline.com. This is Bob Brooks. If you got a question for me, please go to the website at prudentmoney.com and send it in because we are all out of time. Till we do meet again next time. Keep the faith and have a great rest of the day. That's all the time we have for today. Questions or comments for Bob or to find out more great information like what you've just heard, visit www.prudentmoney.com. Be sure to join Bob Brooks again for the next edition of Prudent Money.